I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to have another opportunity to be in the house of the Lord. It's exciting. Amen. It's exciting uh, to be in the place of worship. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. If you would turn with me in the book of Psalms, chapter 34. In the book of Psalms, chapter 34. And I'd like to read verses 17 through 22. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Beginning with verse 17. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. I'd like to go back to that scripture one more time. In 17, it says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. And 19 said, Many, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. I'd like to just speak to you just simply this thought. Afflictions come with righteousness. Afflictions come with righteousness. Could we just lift our hands? God, we praise you tonight. God, we lift you up. We thank you for your, your spirit, your presence that we have felt in this place. We ask, Lord, that you would just put your final touch, your anointing on this word. God, we ask, Lord, that you would just direct our past. God, that you would just direct our hearts. That you would just, God, just uh, give us, Lord, what we need to hear. God, let us be a seed planted. God, let us begin to see something develop through your word. God, we're not going to fail to give you the praise and give you the glory for all that you have done. God, we ask your anointing right now in your wonderful name. We praise you for this in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Afflictions come with righteousness. Think about that. Afflictions come with righteousness. I don't know if you've ever thought about this or if you've ever considered it or if it's ever uh, been something that just uh, just got on your mind. But this has been ringing in my ear. It's been just going through my mind just day after day. And I just had to share uh, this with you, just simply this thought. God hears His righteous. Job 15 and 14, What is man that he should be clean, and he which is born of a woman that he should be righteous? We should be clean. We are born into sin, filth, but we should desire to be clean. Through Christ we are clean. God said He should be righteous. Another reason we should be righteous is that He hears the cry of His righteous. 
2 Samuel 22 and 7, In my distress I call upon the Lord and cried to my God, and He did hear. He did hear my voice out of His temple, and my cry did enter into His ears. There are people who want to hear from God. There's people in this place of worship that want to hear from God. There's people that are listening under the sound of my voice that want to hear from God. They will when they become righteous. Right now they are unknown. Right now they are strangers. Second Samuel 22 and 45 says, Strangers shall submit themselves unto me as soon as they hear. They shall be obedient unto me. When you are righteous, you're obedient. When you are obedient... You hear from God. God can speak to you through His Word. Second Kings 20 and 16, And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. The unrighteous will not hear from God. Second Kings 17 and 14, Notwithstanding, they would not hear, but harden their necks like to the neck of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God. Psalms 34 and 18 says, The Lord is nigh to the broken heart and saveth them of a contrite spirit. When you are afflicted, when things are brought upon you and against you, then simply what he's saying is you are manageable. Have you ever considered that? You're manageable. You're workable. God can do something with you then. You're willing to let go of yourself, your ways. God performs and perfects and establishes His ways. And He can do that. He can perform something in your life. He can perfect the things that seem so imperfect. And He can establish some things, some ways in your life. A broken vessel can simply pour easy. That's right. A broken vessel can pour easily. A contrite spirit. Contrite means crushed. A powdery substance. You're a substance that God can perform a miracle with. When you have been crushed by hard words, you have been left empty with nothing. When you are left with heartbreak after heartbreak, you are in a place where no one can help you. You're crushed. You're just a substance. You're just a powdery, crushed substance, which is contrite, that can't nobody do anything with. But you are in a place now where no one can help you. You are like that powdery substance with no form. You're crushed. But it's this place where God can do something with you. My friend, you're in a position now. You're in a situation now. You're a substance now. Now, where man can't help you, where mama can't help you, where daddy can't help you, where even the preacher can't help you, nobody can help you, you can't even help yourself, but now you're in a situation, you're in a position right now where only God can help you, but it's that place where God can do something with you and perform His almighty miracle. Somebody just needs to lift your hand and just surrender to Him right now. But the Scripture says He's now. He's not far away. He's not miles away. He's not a country away. He's not a world away. But my friend, the Scripture says that He is now. Sometimes we approach prayer as if He's a long ways away from us. When all we got to do is draw nigh to Him and He will draw nigh to us. Break me, Lord. I'm not going to complain. I'm struggling, Lord. I'm hurting. I'm sick. I'm tormented. But I'm not forsaken as long as I'm one of His righteousness. I'm not forsaken. Even if I'm weary, even if I'm hungry, even if I'm thirsty, He's there. He's nigh. He's just a prayer. He's just a call away.
Psalms 37 and 25 says, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Psalms 37 and 25 talks about being young. I grew up. I'm now old, but in that time period, that time frame, even though when I was hungry, even though when I was thirsty, even though when I was downtrodden, even when I was weary, even when I was beat down, even when I was sick, even when I was depressed, even when I was discouraged, even when everybody was against me, still I can look back from the times that I went through from a young man to an old man now, but I can surely say without a shadow of a doubt that I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I'm not only talking about myself, but I'm talking about the other righteous that are around me that I was able to be an eyewitness to. So what what are you saying, Brother David? I'm saying bring on the afflictions. It's just part of being righteous. Bring it on. Bring it on. It's his way of testing, molding, and shaping me for the blessing, for the miracle that may be coming my way. I can endure because he is nigh. Afflictions come with the righteous. Psalms 34 and 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of just a few. No, no, no. No. One ever now and then. No, no. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. All. A-L-L. That means everything. Whatever you're going through. Thank the Lord that it's not just maybe one person going through one situation because we all have a lot of different situations. Some may be going through a financial difficulty. Somebody may be going through a physical need. Somebody may be going through sickness. Somebody may be going through depression. Somebody may be going uh, through sin or different things. You may be going through a family crisis. But my friend, he said that if you're righteous, many are the afflictions. That means there's all kinds. There's all kinds of situations. There's all kinds of marital problems. There's all kinds of family problems. There's world crisis. There's, there's hunger. There's starvation. There's There's uh, uh, health issues. There's all kinds of things that we're dealing with in this world. But he said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Not just anybody, not the half-hearted, not the evildoer, not the betrayer, not the gossiper, not the sinner, not the unconcerned, but the afflictions of the righteous. I'm talking about the righteous, a righteous person. And not just some afflictions. All of them. Every afflictions. That's hope for somebody today. That's hope for me today. That covers it all. That wraps it up and puts a bow on it. He's that kind of God. I want to be righteous. I want to be holy. I want to be used. I want to obey His Word. I want to lead someone to His truth. I want purpose in my life. I have to go through afflictions. To get to the promised land, they had to go through the Red Sea. To get to be the ruler of Egypt, Joseph had to go through the pit and be sold through slavery and be hated by his brothers. To be resurrected, Jesus had to die at a cross for our sins. Can you endure your inflictions as part of the righteous and God's plan? It comes with it. Second, we find second 
uh, Colossians 6 and 4, but in all these things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience and afflictions and necessities and distresses. 2 Timothy 4 and 5, but watch thou in all things endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Evil and the wicked hate the righteous. Psalms 34 and 21 says, Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. It's the right that will be rewarded. Job 10 and 15, If I be wicked, woe unto me, and if I be righteous, yet will I not lift up my head. I am full of confusion. Therefore see thou mine affliction. The righteous see God through the afflictions. The unrighteous only see the afflictions. They don't see God. They see answers from elsewhere. But the righteous see God through the afflictions. The best way to measure your faith is the way you handle your afflictions. The wicked see the pain and respond with complaint. Job said confusion. They see the affliction. The righteous lift up their head. They don't see the pain, the affliction. They see God through it all. That's why we overcome. That's why we are winners and not whiners. We know that this won't last long. God is just testing our faith. Job 17 and 9, the righteous also shall hold on his way, and he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. Afflictions come with righteousness. I want to be clean. I want to be pure. I want my life to have the anointing. I want to be holy because holiness shall see the Lord. I'm holy because He's holy. Without holiness, no man can see God. I want to be strong in faith and life in everything that I do. Psalms 1 and 6, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. He knows the righteous. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalms 5 and 12, For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. The righteous. We live in a day of trouble. The enemy will tell you the way of God is the afflictions. The hard road, no happiness. You will be persecuted, but the way of a transgressor. My friend, the scripture says, it's hard. The enemy has captured more people because of their inflictions. The many people today that are not in the house of God today are suffering because they don't have the power on the inside. They don't have the faith in God that they need to have. Or else they would be in His presence. They would be looking for Jesus. Because when you're afflicted, when you're sick, when you're down, when you're going through something, when you get to the point where you have no other alternative, no other options, 
And God is your only hope. There's people that have not got to that point. But the devil would like to give them that other option. He would love to offer them that other alternative. To take their life. Uh, to do something that would destroy them. That would destroy others. That would destroy the family. The devil will take advantage of us when we're at our, 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 in our most weakest points of our lives. He'll take that and he'll put it to his favor. But my friend, today, every person that had an affliction, every person uh, in the Bible that were, were at their last uh, uh, deathbed or they were at their last straw, my friend, they would find Jesus. They would find where Jesus was at. They would drop him through a roof to find healing for their body. The woman uh, went pressed through the crowd to try to touch Jesus. And all she got was the hem of his garment, but it was enough. It was enough. Touching Jesus, a righteous man, touching her healed and saved her life. My friend, touching Jesus today, Jesus cleanses our sins because we're unrighteous. But because He is righteous, He washes away those sins. When we take on His likeness, we take on His name and take Him on. Uh, we take on the name when we pray. We take on the name in healing. We take on the name in baptism. We take on the name in all things that we do in word and deed. We do it in His name. We take on righteousness because He is righteous. We fail. We fall. We come. We fall short. Paul said we're to die daily. We have to do that because we make mistakes. We fail. But thank goodness for an altar of repentance. Thank goodness for His cleansing power. Job said, I just want to be clean. He said, the righteous shall hold on His way. And he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. My friend, today, living holy, being pure, makes us only stronger. Every time that we can come to the place of worship and to pray and to just filter in Jesus and just to filter in uh, our faith and prayer and worship, it cleanses us and it puts us in a position, as Job said, that we shall hold on His way. And if we're clean, our hands are clean, then shall we be stronger. Stronger. We live in a day of trouble. No doubt, people are looking for answers. But just the thought of having to change their lifestyle, just the thought of having... And their eyes to give up some things, to give up some old places, to give up some friends. It just looks like too much to give up. When really what they don't understand and what they don't see is actually it's all to gain. We find that the book of Psalms 37 and 39 says, But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. We go through afflictions, difficult times. But it comes with being 
righteous. Remember, He's nigh. Hang on. Psalms 118 and 20, this gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. The righteous do what they are supposed to do. Proverbs 10 and 16, the labor of the righteous tendeth to life. The fruit of the wicked to sin. The righteous tend to life. The righteous raise their family. The righteous provide for them. The righteous see that their children are fed and clothed. The righteous see that their family is in the house of God. Every time the doors are open, the righteous are faithful to His Word. The righteous are faithful to their giving. The righteous teach their children and teach them. The righteous obey the law. The righteous become law-abiding good citizens. If ever our government and world needed more righteous people, they talk about saving money and doing this. Oh, if we could be righteous, think of the money that we could save in our world. We wouldn't have to have the institutions. wouldn't have to have the prisons. wouldn't have to have all these places. wouldn't have to have all of this that costs so much money to keep up. But they put the Lord first in their lives. A reward will be for the righteous. Matthew 25 and 46, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Storms come in life. Some days are beautiful with sunshine. Other days you have to take shelter, but God watches out for His own, just as the shepherd does toward his flock. He knows when they are hungry. He knows when they are thirsty, when they need rest or protection or safety. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord Against them that do evil. First Peter 4 and 18. And if the righteous scarcely be saved. Where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? I'm among the few. I'm the chosen. I'm the peculiar. But he hears the prayers of the righteous. The prayers of the righteous man. Availeth much. He's nigh. He answers and delivers all afflictions. It is my desire that you would see the way. It is my desire to teach you the way. It is my desire to be that example. It is my desire to, for my family to be the leader to be the example that we need to be that others might follow after. So many people say, well, so-and-so doesn't do that, or so-and-so doesn't live it that way, or so-and-so doesn't wear that, or my friend, look at your leader. Look at your pastor. Look at your assistant pastor. Look at those in leadership. Look at the saints of God that have been living this way for a long time. The old game that says follow the leader. My friend, don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at somebody, 
you know, this, 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 this not doing what they're supposed to be doing, this not following after God, this not going to God in their time of need, but they're going elsewhere. The ones that are unfaithful, the ones that don't want to put God first. Don't look at the one that's not in the prayer room beside you. Don't look at the one when you're worshiping. They're standing around and looking instead of worshiping God. Because, my friend, they'll lead you in the wrong path. They're, they'll lead you in the path of the unrighteous. They'll lead you in the path where you'll be uh, begging, and you'll be looking, and you'll be searching, and you'll be longing, and you'll be empty. But my friend, look for the righteous. Find the righteous. The righteous person is going to be in his house every time the doors are open. The righteous are going to be up on their feet worshiping and praising and lifting God. The righteous, when they're going through afflictions and they're going through a trial, are going to be up on their feet worshiping and praising God. The righteous are going to be shouting the glory when everything in their life is going wrong. They're going to be suffering and going through some things, but you won't be able to tell it because they're going to be worshiping God. Afflictions come with the righteousness. They just accept the fact that, hey, that's just part of the situation here. That's just part of my being righteousness. That's just an indicator. That should be a sign to us that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing because it comes with the territory. It comes with the package. We just need to shout and praise God, look to the righteous man, because the righteous man is the one that when the man of God steps behind the pulpit, when I begin to deliver the message, you'll see the righteous man jump up and say, hallelujah, praise the Lord, preach it, brother, keep it on, keep on, keep on holding on. The righteous man will look at your neighbor and say, look at your brother and sister, say, I know you're going through a crunch time, I know you're going through a difficult situation, but hang on, I'm behind you, I'm praying for you, I'm there for you, I'm going to shout the praises with you, I'm want to pray and lift you up. But look at the unrighteous. When you're going through something, they won't help you. Look at the unrighteous. When you're going through something, they talk about you. Look at the unrighteous. Or when, when you're going through a devastating situation, they're not, they're not there for you. Look to the righteous. But remember, afflictions come with righteousness. Would you stand? Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. My people. What people? The righteous. The ones who go through afflictions. The ones who suffer. But if my people, which are called by my name, will just humble themselves and pray and seek my face. You know, that's just part of it. A righteous person is going to do that anyway. A righteous person is humble. A righteous person prays. A righteous person seeks the Lord's face, and he says, and turn from their wicked ways. He's really telling us how to be righteous. The unrighteous, all you have to do is turn away from sin. Walk away from those friends. Walk away from those places. Walk away from those habits. And I know that just walking away just won't do it. You've got to have the power of the Holy Ghost. You've got to have the power of the Lord on the inside of you to help you. But you can first walk away. And he said, then you will hear from heaven. And I'll forgive you of your sin. 
and I will heal your land. In other words, he'll forgive you of those bad habits, those bad things. He'll forgive you, but then he'll heal you. That means he'll deliver you. To heal your land means I'll give it to you. I'll give you blessings. I'll deliver you. The afflictions are just part of it. I don't like it. He has to test me. He he has to shape me. He has to mold me. But I don't mind it because it's just part of it. I have to go through some things to get to wherever it is that He wants me to be. I have to be what He wants me to be. Somebody to need, you need to stand up today and say, Look, I'm going through some afflictions, but that's just part of being righteous. That's just part of His plan. That's just testing. It's just only making me better. My friend today, why don't we come and just give the Lord praise and thank Him for His righteousness. Thank Him for allowing us to be righteous. Because afflictions come with righteousness. Could we come today? Could we come today? Come on now. Let's come and just, let's just, as part of it, let's worship God today. Would you come today? Maybe there's somebody that just desires to be righteous today. Come on now. Come on. Will the congregation come? And let's just stand before the Lord. His righteous. Afflictions come with the righteous. But it's just part of it. Come on. Let's just give the Lord some praise. Come on now today. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's worthy today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.